to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I'm happy you're here. So I hope as we go down this journey together of changing the sales game that you absolutely feel my passion and that I'm creating a movement that this word sales, we're going to really shift it so icky and sleazy and manipulation don't even come into our brains, that when we hear that word sales, we know it's about service and love and caring and a respectful exchange with whatever it is that you're selling or whatever your business is that you're offering. So join me on that mission and we can make that change together. Now to help you on this journey, right? And this mindset change of, of shifting sales, that word sales, I have a free gift for you. If you go to my, uh, the show notes, I have a free communication style assessment at the core of everything we do. It's really about communication. So hopefully my assessment, you get two reports One is really spotlighting your superpowers and lean into that piece because that's how you kind of naturally show up and how people are receiving your messaging. Flip side, you will get a low score and a report for that lowest score, which is your blind spot. And that's for the people who maybe you just don't resonate with or don't resonate with you, but that doesn't mean that you can't do business together. So again, that report shines a light on your blind spot and hopefully enlightens for you um, to have better conversations with everybody that you meet. So that's in the show notes. Please take that free assessment for me. It's my gift to you. Now, my motivational quote today is by David Breyer. And David says, if you don't give the market the story to talk about, They'll define your brand story for you. Now, you've heard me say that marketing and sales and branding and all of that, very different topics and very different skill sets. Well, for me and my business, I feel like since COVID, marketing and um, and and just rising above all the noise that's out there has gotten even harder for, especially for business owners, but I think for everybody. Now, also, I keep hearing more and more about my personal brands and my business brands, and am I always reading and learning so that I understand what all these terms, strategies, what it's what it's all about, so that as I move forward in my business or with my personal brand, that I'm doing it thoughtfully and that I'm asking the right questions. The only way to do that is by learning about it. So now when it comes to marketing or branding, there's been so much emphasis on keeping up and fitting in, but in the sea of noise and sameness, how can we truly stand out? Of course, I have an amazing guest today. Rachel Jenks is the brand boss, and she's going to share with us the power of owning your difference. Now, Rachel is the brand brand boss with more than 23 years in marketing and communications. Rachel's passion is empowering you to rock your brand like a boss. Her off-the-beaten-path career journey has spanned multiple roles in various countries, four cities, and three states, and she's had the opportunity to work with organizations of all sizes to amplify the power of their brands through brand strategy, consulting, and just so much more. Now, Rachel is also the host of the Brand Boss Show podcast and YouTube channel, a bestseller author and an in-demand public speaker, and my friends, please help me welcome Rachel to the show. So, Rachel, thanks for being on. Thank you so much, Connie. It's great to be here today. Yeah, this is, you know, you and I, whenever we get on a Zoom call, I feel like we uncover so many things and we talk about so many important topics and branding is just critical. We're more visible than we've ever been because of social media and the internet and and all of the things that come along with that. And I don't think everybody is armed with what that actually means and how they can control what they're putting out there, right? 
Absolutely. So there's been so much conversation about branding. First, let's start. I think let's ground the conversation today. If you could define what branding is, and then that sets the stage for our conversation. I love that question. Absolutely. Yes. So to truly understand the power of branding, you have to understand what it is and what it isn't. Because there's still this school of thought, Connie, that branding is like cattle branding, right? Like putting your mark on something. And that is not what branding is anymore. Everybody jumps to the logo, the colors, the visuals, all that kind of stuff. And that is just a fraction of the equation when it comes to your brand. So to truly understand the power of branding, we actually have to think about it in reverse. Branding is not about us putting our mark on something. Branding is the mark that every experience, every interaction with you, by the way, on any level, on any platform, in person, offline, anything, like every single piece of that, that entire experience is branding. And every interaction that someone has with you is that opportunity to build or break trust because it's making a mark on their minds. So again, when it comes to branding, you can't think about putting your mark on something. It is the mark that that experience makes in the brains of your customers or potential customers. You know, we talk about having a first impression with somebody. Well, you could also have a hundred and first impression or a hundred and first thousand impression, right? Every single interaction is that opportunity to build or break trust. And when you really understand that, that's when you'll be able to tap into the true power of branding. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I just taught a class um, this week and uh, at a corporate client bank. Uh, my clients are predominantly banks. And we were talking about branding, right? And how can you, the individual, affect the branding of, in this case, the organization? And I said, because they're, they're banks, right? They're all in different branches within the footprint of the organization, of the corporation. So I said, you know, you don't own the brand. The c- customer does. Because if I walk into one branch and I get this stellar experience, and then I go into another branch in your network, right? The same bank. And I have a very different experience. And then a friend says to me, hey, who do you bank with? I'm looking for another bank right? I'm getting hit with fees or whatever. Um, and they say, well, my bank, but this branch is really, really good. That's not convenient for you. The bank, the branch that's convenient for you, they don't do such a great job. That's a brand, right? You've just solidified that experience that it's like, it depends where you go. So obviously what I help cult, what corporations do is create a culture so that we're playing by the same branding rules, if you will, not in a bad way, but that we can shine our light the same without becoming a Stepford wife, right? Because it's still your personality, your demographic, wherever you're located. But that messaging has to be consistent so that I can easily say, oh, I got the best bank for you or, oh, I got the best branding boss for you. You have to earn that respect. And it's, you said it, there's how many first impressions? There's really many first impressions. And, and here's the other thing. I don't know, Rach, if you know the statistics on this, but um, it, it's like, if you have a good experience, you tell like three people. If you have a bad experience, you tell like 23 people. So yeah. that branding becomes really important. And the energy behind it that we put, it really can become for something very tangible, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And so many people say like, oh, we have this brand and we invested all this money in branding and maybe they did on their website and that's great. But then somebody goes to the website and buys a product and gets the product and the product falls apart. That's branding. Or maybe they need customer service and they can't get a hold of anybody. They get dumped into voicemail all the time. That's branding, right? Maybe they go to your website and they can't find out how to contact you. That's branding. And so every, or maybe they see you in the grocery store and you hit them with your shopping cart. That's pretty extreme. But like, you know, (laughs) now on the flip side, if they see you interacting in the community, if they have a wonderful experience with you, that's also branding. And here's why every single interaction matters so much. Because we have all been hurt, Connie. By somebody who was not who we thought they were. That's right. And somebody who didn't follow through on what they said they were going to do or whatever. Now, if you have an established relationship with that person, you're more likely to give them another opportunity. And, you know, there's still the trust has to be rebuilt, though. Now, if you are just meeting somebody and you have a bad experience, you're not going to give them another opportunity because you don't have a proven track record with them over time that builds that trust. So when you think about branding, you have to think about you are building your track record with that person, right? Because people do business with people, not only businesses. So you are building that track record with that person over time. And if you have established that level of trust because trust is earned. So if you have earned that level of trust and then, you know, we all have off days. So if you have an off day or something happens or whatever, and you make it right and you have an established relationship, you can actually lean into the power of that branding to help save that relationship because you have established that consistent relationship over time, which is just, you know, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a business relationship, But if you haven't, if you have been sending mixed messages about who you are, if there have been these slight differences, or if it's the first time, the odds of you salvaging that relationship are much, much lower. It's interesting. I just had this exact experience, what you just described. So just for future listeners in the future, um, we're having, we're recording this podcast in September of 2022. Um, So I'm speaking at the end of September 2022 at a bankers conference, bank trainers conference. So I was promoting it on my, you know, social media and my, my email list, et cetera. And so I got this phone call on my voicemail, which no one ever calls me. Everybody does LinkedIn or messaging, right? So what happened is 15 years ago, one of my clients in Connecticut, a bank, I had done work with them, you know, did a great job, whatever. Fast forward, she's connected with me on LinkedIn, saw my post and said, oh my God, Connie is still in business. Number one, it's been 15 years later. We need business development training within the organization. They tasked her with it that week. She see, talk about the universe working, right? She sees my, my post about, hey, I'm really excited to speak at this conference. She left a voicemail message. After she saw me, <clears throat> she could have easily on LinkedIn messaged me, but she thought, no, no, I want to talk to Connie. She went and found the binder from the training. She got the my old business card. I said, thank God my number's still the same for 15 years ago. Left the voicemail message. And we ended up corresponding. We've already met. And now we're, you know, proposals in the work and all of that. It's because I was trusted. She saw I'm still in this in the business. 
They had a situation that week where the, I was, the conversation was there. Who did she think of me? It was just the timing of everything. My number was still the same. She knew what she was getting. We got on the phone. We caught up. It was, it was like we never stopped talking. So that's the branding piece. She knows what to expect for me, even though we haven't seen each other in 15 years. It matters. It really matters how we show up both in business and personal. So now that's my next question, Rachel. I'm, I'm curious. What is the difference now between the business brands and the personal brands? Like for me, people know what they're getting for me. Now I've rebranded to changing the sales game because Whitman and Associates, that didn't mean anything to anybody. But when you hear changing the sales game, oh yeah, Connie's all about sales, man. She's going to get me off the bench and in the game and right that's my business brand, but really it's who I am as well. So is there a difference? Can you kind of explain that to us? Absolutely. And that's such a beautiful example, even that story that you just told of what we're about to talk about. So Connie, when you think about the people that you have met in the last 24 hours, probably some conversations are coming to mind, faces, names, maybe emotions associated with that. Now, when you think about the businesses that you've met in the last 24 hours, it doesn't have the same emotional response. It doesn't have the same experience. We don't call those things to mind the same way. Why? Because humans are relational people. We relate to other humans and people do business with people they trust. I will never forget one of the first things that my business mentor told me when I was launching my business six and a half years ago is that real business is H to H. It's human to human. And you have to remember the human in right. the equation. I know you're passionate about that too. And so the real, real power of your personal brand is now you're building no like and trust, not just with what you do, but with who you are as a person. And you know, Connie, recently I was able to have the incredible honor of having the go-giver himself, Bogberg, on my show, The Brand Boss Show, and we talked about the law of authenticity for any of you who are familiar with The Go-Giver, right? And I love this point that he brought up, that authenticity isn't a value that you just slap on, you know, your business. Yeah. It is the life that you live. And the way that I say it is the most powerful marketing you will ever have is the life that you live. And so people see you, they see you in the community, they meet you through networking, they hear you on podcasts or speaking engagements or wherever you might be. They interact with you in the community. They interact with you in your business. They are not just doing business with a nameless, faceless business. They are doing business with people. So the more that you can tap into that and build no like and trust with you as a person, not only your business, that is memorable, powerful, and that takes your ability to build trust that accelerates it so much faster and takes it so much deeper. So that's the difference. When you think about branding your business, because branding your business still does matter, right? It just doesn't have the same level, particularly from an emotional connection of building no like and trust that your personal brand does. And one of the trends that I'm seeing right now is that, you know, we were talking about this before we got on air. People are really burnt out. Yeah. They're really burnt out. And one of the things we're burnt out of is marketing. Yes. Did you know that if you post on your business LinkedIn profile and share that, 
And then if you made that same post on your personal LinkedIn profile, as if you yourself were writing it, not just sharing from your business, right? But you yourself posting that content, you will get 50% more engagement on that personal post than you will ever see from a business post, right? And then Facebook has like shadow banned business pages. They're honestly kind of a joke right now. I mean, just all this stuff. Why? Because people are so oversaturated. There's so much like this business, this business, this business. But when you show up as who you are, Now people are paying attention because we are still relational humans. There's still this hunger for human connection. So that's what you're tapping into with your personal brand. And that's how it differentiates from your business brand. Does that make sense? It really does. And it's so funny, you know, the no like trust factor. I remember um, when I first ran my workshop, the digital workshop, because remember I had done everything live pre-COVID. And so I took um, my signature program and I just, I thought about how can I share this as free content, help people. And then, you know, maybe they'll buy from me down the road. Right. So it's just sharing really quality stuff. So I did my first workshop and at the end, several people bought my program. So of course, the first thing I said is I'm so curious. I had never met you before. I didn't know these people. I'm like, how did you find me that you ended up in this? Because, you know, they sign up. It could be for my email. If it's through one one of my affiliates, then I know where they came from. These were people they didn't, they just showed up and I'm like, from my email list. So I'm like, how'd you find me? They heard me speak during COVID. I was doing a lot of summits and giveaways and speaking events virtually, which I'd never done before. So they heard me speak at an event. And then of course I said, oh, and I have two podcasts, right? I always share free resources wherever I speak. They started following me on my podcasts and then fast forward, right? I do this workshop and they thought, I really like Connie's messages. I'll hear her workshop. It's free. What if I got to lose, right? Let me jump on this call, 90 minutes. And then at the end, they bought. And, and this was the feedback I got, which was really touching in so many ways because they really didn't know me. They had never had a personal conversation with me other than hearing me on the podcast and seeing me speak. And, uh, and they said, it was every time I listened to your show or every time I read a post from you or you wrote an article, it was like, oh, it's like she's talking to me. And then now they get in the workshop and I'm very engaging on my workshops because it's like to just hear me talk boring. So I want engagement, right? That's why I love hosting the show because we have these great conversations and we can learn so much more from those different voices, right? Of our expertise coming together. So at the ends, they bought for me, they said, because it was like I was talking to them for a year and they trusted me. And then they get on this workshop and they're like, you're goofy as ever, but you give so much of yourself and your heart and you share. And if we didn't buy from you, we would have learned still so much from the workshop. That's who you are. And that's why we knew we had to buy from you because you're going to over deliver. I'm not worried about the investment. I know I'm going to get that back tenfold. And of course, and they give me referrals from there. That's the no like trust factor. So yeah, it's my business. I'm teaching them through my business, but they bought because of me. And I want to use that word authentic because I think it's overused. And I think that how you live your life, that's where you're authentic and you're, and you're not. I don't reach. I don't know how to be anybody but me. I don't put on airs. If you like me, great. If you don't, I know not everybody's cup of tea. I'm okay with that too, but I can't, I have to be true to myself and be me. But that's why people buy from me because they know that w- they know exactly what they're going to get. They're going to get this, what you and I having this conversation, they're going to get me, all of me. So I think that's kind of what you were saying, if I, if I understood that correctly. 
Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. And even the example that you gave of that person from 15 years ago <laughs> contacting you now, she didn't say, oh, I need Whitman Associates. She said, oh, I need Connie. Yes, that's right. Because she has a relationship with Connie. That's so right. that just goes to show it again. And yes, absolutely. The story you just showed is a perfect example of that as well. So this goes back to trust comes before transactions. Yes. And people do business with people we trust. So when you are building that relationship with them, not only as a business, not some nameless, faceless business, but as a person, that is so much more powerful and goes a long right. way in building trust. And yeah, like you said, I mean, it's all of you. And so this is one of the things when it comes to authenticity. Authenticity isn't something that you create. Authenticity isn't something that you say, I'm going to be authentic now. No, authentic is being who you are. At the end of the day, showing up authentically is being who you are. And by the way, who you are will show through, right? I see your true colors shining <laughs> through, which is why I get so passionate, Connie, about this conversation about personal branding, because there's so much noise. Can I just get on a soapbox for a second? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's so much noise. This is part of me, baby. There's just so much noise out there about building this personal brand or positioning yeah. yourself as an expert. And so much of it is artificial. It is not real. It is not who that person actually is, yeah. right? They might come across, honestly, you see everything from the self-absorbed jerk who is actually super nice, but thinks they have to show up this way. That's right. But the flip side of that is true, right? And so it's not about positioning yourself as anything. And the reason that I don't like that word is because of how it's used. Now, is is there value in positioning yourself correctly in the marketplace? 100%. But the way that it is being used as a tagline yeah. is like you have to make yourself something. Yeah. And people see through that so fast. There's literally brain science that backs this up. So each one of us has in our brains an identity center. And in that identity center, by the way, is the same place where a goal center is stored. So if you are creating goals for yourself that you're not following through on, they might not be in alignment with your identity. That was for free that I learned from a neurosurgeon, neuroscientist, Dr. Darlene Mayo, that I had the opportunity to have a conversation with on my podcast. Fascinating. So this is what I also learned from her. So as humans with these identity centers, what happens over time? is we have these experiences and people say things to us or we experience things or we think things or whatever that create these neural pathways that become like this web over our identity center and keep us from operating out of who we truly are. Mm. Now we're showing up as we think we should. Yeah. Or somebody else has told us we are or whatever, right? And so it keeps us trapped from operating in our identity center. But the people whose identity center resonates with yours will still be drawn to you. It literally magnetizes them to you because their identity center resonates with your identity center. But if you are not operating out of your true identity center, hmm. they'll feel it. They'll feel a disconnect. They won't necessarily be able to articulate what's happening, but something will fall off to them and it will actually repel from you the very people who are being drawn to you. Now, here's the flip side of this. 
sorry, were you going to say no, something? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yep. Here, here's the flip side of this. When we show up in our true identity, in alignment with who we are, this is what's crazy. It actually starts to undo the neural pathways that have blocked their identity center as well. So when we show up in the true identity of who we are, not positioning ourselves as anything or pretending to be anything or who we think we should have, could have, would have. When you and I just show up exactly as who we are, it literally has the power to jailbreak the minds of the people around us and the minds of the people we work with. How powerful is that? It's crazy. Isn't that just crazy? And you want, and at the end of this, after I was listening as you were speaking and, and you know what the reality is, Rach? So much easier to be you than to posture <laughs> and take on this persona that it, it's just not you. Like there's yes. so much work in that. To me, that's exhausting. So it it's is. just easier to be you, right? It, it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point, no matter how much you posture yourself, and I love that you use that word posture, that's the word, no matter how much you posture yourself, somebody is going to have an interaction with the real you at yes. some point. And it's not going to align with who they thought you were. And so in that moment, you just broke their trust. So why would you intentionally have a marketing strategy that sets you up to at some point break trust with people? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And yet that's what so many businesses, not even intentionally, but don't realize that they're doing what so many business owners are doing. When you listen to the kind of this Pied Piper of posturing yourself and, you know, keeping up with all your competition and what are they doing? Oh, I have to be doing that too. Or I have to look like this, or I have to, da, da, da. instead of showing up who you are, if you listen to the Pied Piper, you are actually creating a strategy for yourself that at some point down the line is going to break trust because it's not authentic to who you really are. And it's going to come through because you can't put on a facade like, and that's why the podcast, your podcast as people follow your podcast or they follow my pod. You are who you are. And, yes. you know, I record two shows a week, eight shows a month. It's really hard to be, a, you know, put on um, for that many, with that many people for that many different topics on that many different shows. It, it becomes quite exhausting. What have you found? Cause you've been doing this for so long, um, Rachel, what are the most important components? Do you think as they start to, to listen to the show, for instance, and they think, okay, well, who am I? Who, what are my real values? What do people tell me, right? That's the most special about me. Or after I meet with a client, what, what feedback do they give me? Like, oh, thank you so much for, you know, fill in the blank for being so concerned about me or for taking the time and being so patient, whatever the words are. Right. So I start to analyze that within myself. What are the most important components though, when I start to understand my personal brand and then accentuate that, right. To amplify that piece, because that's what people are going to resonate with. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So there are four keys that I'm going to give you to really, really tap into and harness the power of your personal brand. And I go a lot deeper into this in my personal branding coaching program. Cool. The first one is identity. The true foundation of every successful brand, personal or otherwise, and especially personal, begins with identity. Because mm. when you know who you are, you can operate from that place. If you don't know who you are, then you are sending mixed messages out into the world and you probably don't even realize it. Yeah. So the very first step is to be so clear on who you are. 
And that goes far, far deeper than anything on the surface, right? So if you were going to describe your husband to me, you're not going to talk about what he's wearing <laughs> unless he's like in a shark onesie out on the deck or something. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> But really, like the way that we truly get to know people is so much deeper than anything on the surface, which is why you have to start with identity. Then when you are so clear on your identity, then you can say, okay, so does this messaging align with this identity and communicate this identity? Do these visuals align with and communicate? Does this customer experience align with, right? All of this, this whole big picture of who you are, you have to start with identity. So that's the first key. The second key is what is your sour spot? What are all of the ways that you have been showing up well-intentioned, but perhaps misguided out of duty? out of obligation, out of somebody else's expectation, all of these things. What are all of the components of who you are not? Let's get really clear on that because you have permission to not be that and not show up as that. And yeah. so when you know who you are, you can operate out of that place. And when you know who you are not, you can operate in freedom and not feel like you have to be all those things anymore. So identity, sour spot, the next one is voice. What is your unique voice? And there are facets to this, right? Like what is the tone and all of that? But there's also something deeper here because, and I know you know this, Connie, and we've talked about this offline as well. Your unique voice carries a frequency that is specific to you. No one else on earth has the same frequency as your voice and when you are speaking out of your true voice, it literally releases a frequency to which the atmosphere responds. And I know we're getting a little bit into your other podcast with that. So I'll just, I'll leave that little note there, but it's powerful. There is a frequency and an energy that is released by your unique voice. So what does it look like mm -hmm. for you to show up as you? What does it sound like, right? And so, and then that ties into the fourth key. So we've got identity, sour spot, voice, and the fourth key is authority. What is the unique authority that you bring to the table, that you bring to the people that you serve, which is based in your professional experience and also your personal experience, we all have authority in the things that we've walked through. And you might think, oh, hey, this happened over here, but that doesn't really tie into what I do in my business. You would be surprised because all of this goes into this bigger picture of who you are as a personal brand. And so that's one of the things that I love going deep into. And I see so many aha moments for my clients is, oh, wow, I didn't realize that that impacts this, but actually that does allow me to show up a different way, or I do have a different experience, or I can work with these people in a different way because I've experienced it as well. All of these things. So when you pair your unique voice with your unique authority that you bring to the table, that mm -hmm. with your unique identity and knowing who you are not, that is a secret sauce that nobody else on the world has like you. There is no one exactly like you. Every single fingerprint is different, right? Just like that. You are unique. So that unique, complete picture of who you are is going to 
organically set you apart from every other person, let alone every other business on the planet. And there is a way that you can uniquely show up and serve. And when you get so clear on that picture, your identity, sour spot, voice, and authority, now... Now you can start to have the conversation of, okay, now that I'm so clear about who I am, how can I make myself discoverable so that people who need me can discover me? And that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's right. That's the marketing. Marketing, sales, branding and sales are different things and they need each other. Excuse me. Let me take a sip of water here. Yeah. I want to share one more story, which I think is impactful as people are listening you know, how do I figure out what my brand is or who I am, right? I'm, I, I may be very critical of myself. So here's a story. So, and, and this is what I, I recommend. Tap into what people are saying about you. So example is one of my clients, um, I've known him for probably about 15, 18 years, something like that. I've been in business 21. He left one bank, went to another, and he's running a division now. Um, he's one of the executives. He was there at this new bank for a week and he calls me. He says, listen, budget season. I just need numbers. I know what you can do. Here's what I'm thinking. And we went through and I said, okay, give me the population, right? Your table of organization, blah, blah, blah. Put the numbers together. He puts it through. He goes, we'll figure out the topics, how we're going to roll it out later. I just need numbers for budget. Okay, you got it, right? We've worked together. Fast forward. We, I was able to do that in a day for him. So now he comes to kick off the meetings, which I usually ask my executives to do so that it tells the employees, this is the culture we're building. This is very important. Again, it affects the branding and our, our the word on the street of what the clients think of us and what we're doing and why we're doing it. So the first meeting he, he kicked off, I, like, I don't know what they're going to say. They're just going to introduce me and say, this is what we're doing is what I'm thinking. And he says, you know, um, the CEO had asked him when, remember, he was there a week, called me, give me numbers. And when he went to the CEO and the CEO said, well, aren't you going to vet other people? He goes, nope. And the, and the CEO goes, well, what are you talking about? I didn't know who the CEO was of this new organization. And he says, let me tell you something. And this is what he shares at the beginning of the class. He says, let me tell you something. He says, I've worked with vendors through my career, you know, my 30 years being in banking. Um, they've all been very, very good. And this is what he ended up telling the class. But he said to the CEO, he goes, but Connie, she's not only a vendor, her curriculum's great. Yeah, just like anybody else. She cares. She cares about the personal achievement of every one of you in this room. And he said to the, the CEO, she cares about this bank. She cares about the employees. She cares about our bottom line. She's all about the return on investment. And it's personal to her. It's not just business. And that's why I want Connie. And as he's saying this, can I tell you, Rich, I I was crying. I had never realized like he I knew he liked me. I knew he respected me. I knew he trusted what I would do for him. Right. Otherwise, he wouldn't have called me in a week. But when you hear someone else articulate and stand up for you to his CEO because he knew me, he knew what I would deliver. But he knew my heart that it mattered to me. It's 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 personal. It's not just business for me. Um, I cried and he looked at me and he goes, why are you crying? I go, that's like the nicest introduction I've ever had in my life. And he looked at me and he goes, I mean that from my heart. And I said, I know that. And that's why I'm so touched by it. That's your brand when someone can articulate it with such clarity and passion and love. We're in this corporate setting. And he was, and, and listen, there's no relationship that's, that's weird in any way. We are right. professionals. We love each other, you know, as people, but 
that's your brand. That's my brand, right? And he saw that with such clarity. So when in doubt, listen to how people introduce you or how they give you feedback. That's where that branding is going to come from. I I don't know. That's what I think, Rachel. So yes, and (laughs) I'm going to put a yes, and yes, that's part of it. I want to put a little caveat that nobody else defines your identity. Oh yeah, that's true. Your identity is unique to you. That's true. And one of the ways that we get into trouble in life is when we let other people define who we are. Yes. Yes. That's true. And so that's why I want to put a yes. And so here's what I want to emphasize in that story. That is a powerful example of your personal brand shining through. He didn't make you caring. No, that is your identity. That's correct. You truly care. That is who you are. And you demonstrated that and you gave him a proven experience consistent with that That's right. over time. That's right. That's your personal brand. Not what he said, who you are. That's right. He saw who I am. Yes. And was able to clearly articulate that because I am who I am. Yes. Which means your personal brand is shining through correctly. So Be careful with that, that feedback on how you are perceived does matter as far as am I communicating this clearly, but don't let that be what defines you because whenever we get into trouble in life is when we let somebody else's opinion, expectation, whatever, define who you are. Nobody else gets to define who you are. That is you. That is unique to you. Your identity is unique to you. So everything he saw was the outflow of who you are. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I just want to tag that. Yes. Yeah, that, yes, that makes sense. And he saw it with clarity. Again, you said it because I, I am consistently who I am and he knows that. And, you know, I, through the years, think about his employees alone that I've trained, it's thousands. So you, it's that repetition, but it's the, the great results over and over and over and over again. You, so you, you can't just go, Hey, look, I'm great. Yeah. You have to show up and be great over and over and over again. And that's the branding that we're putting out there, right? That's, that's our, our, um, our personal brand. Everyone we're out of time, but you, you need, listen, she's got heart. My friend, Rachel has heart. She's amazing. Go to brandbossstudio.com. That's her website. Um, email, have a specific question for her. Please reach out to her. It's rachel at brandbossstudio.com. And we have a free gift. The link will be in the show notes. Can you just talk briefly about what that is, uh, Rach, so they know? Be happy to. So my gift that I am excited to share with you today is a free mini course. It's not very long. You can go through it in less than an hour. And in that, I dig deeper into what we talked about today. So these four keys and what you need to know, what is a personal brand, what matters, what do you need to have in mind? How do you own your difference? What does that even mean? All of those things I go into in more detail in that course that I am delighted to share with you absolutely free to help you, you know, Connie, my passion, like you, is to empower as many business owners and business leaders as I can to own your difference and rock it like a boss. So I am very excited to be able to make this resource available to all of your community. Thank you so much. And and that's a helpful place for for everybody to start if they're interested or saying, hmm, is my brand on point? This is a great place to start. Go through that little mini uh, course. Thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing that. I really do appreciate it. I love 
I love honoring and, and helping um, with real tangible things for my community, for them to move the needle on whatever it is that they're working on in their business, their career, you know, depending on where they are in, in perspective. Um, and additionally, for everyone, I have an all-star community. I would love for you to come and play with me directly. Um, I, you get me twice a month. The price point is super, super low. If you're interested, that information is in the show notes too, but I would love to have you part of my community where you actually get me live and we talk and I can help you directly because I really do care. Um, Rachel, thank you again for just a, a really important discussion, but what clarity and how you went through how our personal brand absolutely affects our business brand and how they're really different, right? The personal is more feeling intense where the other one is more awareness intense, my words, but that that different vibrational energy be per, between personal and business, I think was, is a really important distinction for us to understand what we're actually creating. So thank you so much for that. Always, always appreciate your time and your thoughts on things because you do describe things with tremendous clarity for me. So thank you so much for that. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, really my pleasure. Thanks again for, for great information. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together, no matter what challenges you're facing, both personally and professionally, my guests and I and the topics we discuss, I really do hope that they, we provide some good ideas, tips, and strategies. So as soon as you stop listening to the show, pick one thing and implement it. See what happens. Information, I know you guys are tired of hearing me say this, but information is a beautiful thing. If we do nothing with it, it's simply information. Once we start to apply in our life, and our business, one little tip, one little strategy, man, oh man, the magic starts happening. So report back, let me know how it goes. I really am thrilled that you're joining us every week. This is Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. I am honored to have you on this journey of change with me. And, and just, I truly hope we get you off the bench and in the game by changing your sales game and changing your life. Thanks so much for tuning in. I love you all. And we'll see you next week. Have a great one. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Oh, 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 oh